98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. A man fights for his life after he was shot by police this morning. Protesters clash with riot officers across the SAR as trains and traffic are brought to a standstill amid calls for a strike. And overseas, former Malaysian leader Najib Razak is told he will face trial for graft. A 21-year-old man is in critical condition after being shot at close range by police this morning in Saiwan Ho. He's undergone surgery at Eastern Hospital. It comes as anti-government protesters respond to calls for a general strike and road blockages today. Janice Wong reports. In live video posted by Cuba producer just before 8am, masked protesters are seen throwing debris outside Tyon building. A traffic policeman in a high-visibility jacket confronts the protesters, drawing his gun and pointing it at one before putting him in a headlock. Another masked protester approaches and the officer opens fire, shooting him in the torso. The young man collapses immediately. Two more people step forward to confront the officer, who fires two more shots, with one of the men also dropping to the ground. Riot police soon appear, as do angry citizens, abusing police and demanding explanations for the shooting. They were pepper sprayed. An ambulance arrived around six minutes after the shooting, by which time the first man who was shot appeared to be barely moving. The police, meanwhile, denied as false and malicious rumours that management had ordered frontline officers to use their firearms recklessly in today's operations. It said officers would have to justify their actions. This 22-year-old Saiwan Ho resident said she was nearby and heard screams as the shots were fired. We did see the injured the victim actually who being shot and he was like lying down on the ground with blood. You can see that tons of blood are already like on the floor and then they are just keep on like holding him. It is quite terrified because I think it is really not necessary to fire a real bullet to a student who are not really armed. Many people gathered at the scene of the shooting to hackle riot police and build barricades, some of which were set on fire. Police fired tear gas to clear the area. This man says he passes through the area daily and finds the use of live rounds unacceptable. Honestly, I've been living here for more than 20 years in this area. I have families here, my friends here. I study the schools nearby and... And this is a very uh, familiar society for me. And this is totally unacceptable for me to see a brutal police force. They just come into my society and hit our person. A member of the Civil Rights Observer Group, Icarus Wong, called on the police to investigate and explain the use of live rounds this morning. He says that police guidelines only allow officers to use live ammunition if lives are in danger. But Mr Wong says there are no signs from the video footage of any real threat at the scene. Mr Wong also criticised the actions of a motorcycle officer who was seen in a widely circulated video seemingly driving his vehicle at protesters in Kwaifong. From the video footage that uh, we that circulates on, on the internet, the protester was unarmed. We hope the police they can uh, give uh, details, uh, explanations and conduct uh, uh, details and independent uh, investigations about uh, the use of firearms uh, this morning. There have been clashes in several districts across the SAR, including Hong Kong and Chungkwano, and in the past half hour in Central, where police have deployed tear gas at people joining a lunchtime protest. In Wong Tai Sin, protesters blocked Lung Chung Road near the Temple Mall.
Police took away at least one young black-clad man after protesters gathered and hurled abuse at them. They also searched several people after a group of residents surrounded officers. One woman was injured after people surrounded her and demanded her phone, accusing her of taking pictures of protesters. This resident of Wong Tai Sen said he was unable to go to work due to the traffic disruption, but he was angry about the police operation in the area. It's not appropriate. As people nowadays are peacefully uh, showing their voices and doing their protests peacefully. But without any proper reasons, the police just arrest those people with super violence. The level of the weapon they use is much more than those people just uh, here. Many people here is unarmed. Ms Chan, a nurse, says she gave up trying to go to work after waiting for a bus in Wang Tai Sen for more than an hour. She criticised the police for directing their dispersal operation mainly at residents who were stood near a bus stop on Lungcheng Road. Actually, we did nothing this morning, but they just suddenly used the gun to point to us and then shout at us. And uh, we are just waiting for the bus and go want to go to work. But uh, they just shout at us and say, uh, uh, we, we are now in a illegal gathering right now. So actually, it's very ridiculous and nonsense. Um, all major universities have been closed and there have been clashes between police and student protesters at several campuses. Liu Tinyan from the Chinese University Student Union said officers tear-gassed protesters who were setting up roadblocks outside the campus this morning. She expressed surprise at the level of force used. Actually, I'm a little bit surprised because um, not many so-called violence acts, but only setting roadblocks. So I think um, they are using excessive force, which also um, caused um, our students hurt themselves. She also believes protesters may escalate their actions following this morning's shooting in Saiwanho. I think maybe their actions will be escalating because when they see the police are using excessive force to those who do not really doing something um, very violent or, or even they are not doing anything and then they have been shot by the policeman. So I think maybe there's some escalation in their action. Train services are crippled on many lines due to track obstructions or equipment being damaged and several stations are closed completely. One train was set on fire in Kwaifong. Yunlong MGR station is one of those that's been closed. This commuter says he understands protesters' anger but disagrees with their actions. That's complicated. I understand in a way, but in another way, I think they're damaging themselves and their families and their colleagues because I think it's damaging Hong Kong. But I understand the anger. You understand? I understand the anger, but I don't share the the violence and the, how they, they're carrying it out. I think they're ruining Hong Kong. This 21-year-old says she took the day off from work to support the strike. She says she helped prevent trains from leaving Yunlong Station this morning and the shooting in Saiwanho shows why their actions are necessary. Hong Kong people have suffered a lot from this government and the government has like do everything to suppress freedom of us and to name about it. Today morning there's one guy shot in uh, Saiwan Ho, which is uh, I think as a citizen this is a very uh, unacceptable level of violence and uh, showed us the police brutality is uh, very um, prominent in Hong Kong.
The South China Morning Post is reporting that Deputy Commissioner of Police Chris Tang will take over from next Tuesday to succeed Commissioner Stephen Lowe. Mr Lowe reached retirement age last year but had his service extended to ensure a smooth transition. Mr Tang assumed his current post in November last year, overseeing operations. Between 2006 and 2008, he was seconded to Interpol in Lyon in France. To other news now, a court in Malaysia has ruled that a multi-million dollar corruption case against the former Prime Minister Najib Razak can proceed. He's accused of siphoning off money from the state investment fund 1MDB. He denies any wrongdoing. A judge decided prosecutors had successfully established a case against the former leader. Investigators in the US believe that, in total, more than four and a half billion US dollars was stolen from 1MDB. Authorities in Australia have declared states of emergency in New South Wales and Queensland as 64 bushfires continue to burn, several of them on the outskirts of Sydney. Firefighters say many blazes are out of control. Three people have been killed and at least 150 properties destroyed in the fires. Ben Shepherd is with the New South Wales Rural Fire Service. We're actually asking for the public to ensure that they know what they're going to do if threatened by fire, but also in many areas actually we're going to ask that the public to actually move out of those areas into more city environments to actually remove them from that risk. So uh, we are looking at incredibly dangerous conditions over the next 48 hours. The worst thing is well behind that, we're not seeing really any reprieve, might see a little reduction in the fire behaviour and the fire risk, but there's no rainfall on the horizon, so these fires potentially could still burn for days, weeks and if not months. Spain's general election has failed to produce a clear majority for any party. Final results show the governing socialists, led by the acting Prime Minister Pedro Sánchez, won the most seats, with the right-wing Popular Party coming second. Speaking to cheering supporters, Mr Sánchez promised to build a progressive coalition. Our political project is to form a stable government and to do politics for the benefit of the majority of Spaniards. Because of that, I would like to make a call to all the political parties because they need to act with generosity and responsibility in order to unblock the political situation in Spain. New research has concluded that reducing the speed at which ships travel by 20% could be beneficial to both human and environmental health. Here's the BBC's Matt McGrath. Ships of all sorts and sizes transport around 80% of the world's goods by volume, but these voyages come at a considerable cost in carbon, with shipping generating around 3% of all global emissions. Now researchers say they have a relatively easy solution. Just slow down. Cutting speeds by a fifth would reduce CO2, but also limit sulphur and nitrogen oxides, which are damaging to human health. A meeting of the International Maritime Organization in London this week will consider the proposal, with some in the industry now supporting the idea. In financial news, a Chinese company has agreed in principle to buy the struggling manufacturer British Steel for about 90 million US dollars. The deal with the Yingye Group could save 4,000 jobs in the UK. British Steel went into liquidation in May. Stocks a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27.031, that's 619 points down on the previous close. Turnover is at $43 billion. And in currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109 yen, the euro stands at 1 US dollar 10 cents, the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 1 cent.
Sport now, here's Atom Jung. We start with track cycling. Sarah Lee continues to dominate the sprint competition at the UCI World Cup. The Hong Kong rider beat Germany's Emma Hinze to win the sprint in Glasgow last night, adding to the title she won in last week's opening leg in Belarus. The victory marks a remarkable turnaround for the 32-year-old who managed to bounce back from crashing out in the Kirin competition the day before. She'll go for a third consecutive World Cup sprint gold when the third leg gets underway on her home track here in Hong Kong at the end of this month. Lee has won every sprint competition she's entered since August of last year. Next to football, Liverpool have potentially struck a decisive blow in the English Premier League title race. They beat the reigning champions Manchester City 3-1, opening an eight-point lead at the top of the table. After the match, Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp said his players are experiencing the most intense period of the season. Each point we have, we need to go through the most intense period ever for us and for other teams as well mm-hmm. so of course that, that's how it is we have but you see Chelsea you see Leicester how they how they play if we if we don't win today or lose today then what is it then five points after the start we have then we have five points that's nothing we play them again that's absolutely nothing so we don't care about table whatever we just um, try to do the right things in the in the specific games and when we can do that then we are then we are good but we need the boys for that and hopefully they stay fit Manchester United moved to 7th in the table after a comfortable 3-1 win over Brighton at Old Trafford. United manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer says his side can still improve. The table doesn't really matter at this point, even though we would like to be higher up, but of course... Um uh, we need to uh, keep on improving, keep on winning games and see where it takes us. Wolverhampton Wanderers got past Aston Villa 2-1 to move to the top half of the Premier League for the first time since the opening weekend, climbing from 15th up to 8th. Wolves have also set a club record, going seven league games without defeat. The Atlanta Falcons pulled off the biggest upset on Week 10 of the NFL season, beating their rivals, the New Orleans Saints, 26-9 for only their second win on the season. Drew Brees was sacked five times in defeat. The Saints failed to score a touchdown at home for the first time in his 14 years as their quarterback. The surprise result put an end to the Saints' six-game winning streak and the Falcons' six-game slide. Elsewhere, Aaron Jones ran for three touchdowns to help the Green Bay Packers beat the Carolina Panthers 24-16. The Packers topped the NFC North with a record of 8-2. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, our top stories once again. A man fights for his life after he was shot by police this morning and protesters clash with riot officers across the SAR. The news from RTHK. Bring your original Hong Kong ID card to cast your vote at the District Council election on November 24th. Voters have the right to keep their vote secret. Any person who uses an electronic communication device inside a polling station or disturbs other voters commits an offense. Voters must mark their ballot papers by themselves inside a voting compartment. If necessary, voters may seek help from the presiding officer to mark the ballot papers on their behalf, with a polling officer serving as a witness. For inquiries, please call 2891-1001.
day is coming.